there! Hello, that's right, it's time for Go to Bed. Welcome to our boot Thursday. The Thursday podcast. How you doing, Ken? Good. I just said welcome to our boutique to everyone. Uh, excellent. Okay. I didn't Vo- hear what you said, so I wanted you to say it again. Voodoo Zombie oh. Boutique. That's right. Brought to you by Voodoo Zombie Boutique. <laughs> the place for buying stuff. Good wow. stuff. Better that stuff. A, On I eBay. Hope, I hope that iPhone notification was us selling something. Um, I think it's just an alarm. <laughs> Terribly sorry. Yeah. Don't set that right by the mic. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's okay. <gasps> okay. Well, yeah, so yeah. happy Thursday. We're into the fall, right? Yep, we are Officially. into a new season. And unlike other places in this country this great country of the United States of America, we feel all the seasons. When I say we feel all the seasons, I mean in the fall we get mighty bursts of freezing cold air. In the spring we get lots of rain. In the summer we get lots of heat. And in the winter we get tons of snow. Sometimes. You know. Sometimes we get a lucky year. Um, but that's just me being positive. Yeah. I mean, it's it's lovely. It, the, the, the leaves will change. It will be yes. cute. But Seasons is will it change. worth it? I don't we know. Let's move on. Follow your dreams. Um, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Ohio is a great uh, temperate uh, area of the country, which really does kind of showcase all the four seasons in dramatic fashion. So, uh, you yes. know, good old. Ask my father Ohio. a lot why he would move his family here, and he said that he enjoyed all the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Whatevs. So, do you have something that's not muted in there by chance? Do I have something that's not muted? Like a device or something? Never Do mind. Do you hear something in the background? Yeah, maybe it's people outside. Yeah, maybe it's people outside. Could be. So, anyway, um, yeah, so uh, welcome to our second revamped uh, episode of Time for Go to Bed. Where we just kind of chill and talk about, uh, you know, the old eBay gig or uh, whatever uh, crosses our uh, little minds. Yeah. Well, we'll tell you what's happening with uh, our adventures in reselling, which is uh, our new employment. Yeah. Um, we have health insurance that yeah. we're, is coming in tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Some say it's only a day away. Some say. Wow. You are singing Annie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't have that for sale on our store. Um, so. But we have a, a copy of it somewhere. Oh, I'm We've got sure a copy we of do. everything. It's I'm insane. I'm sure we do. It's, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I wish we had a copy of everything because then we would really be making consistent money. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, 
You know, uh, it it we it, our, our, we've noticed our sales are starting off uh, like at least right now uh, they're they're dipping into the Slowville territory between like Monday through Thursday, but then when the weekend picks up, people like buy buy buy. You know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So by the time, um, you know. Monday shows up, we've got a big pile because, you know, people are buying on Saturday after the post office closes and, you know, but we drop off our stuff. I mean, I, I think only one package this week didn't get dropped off the same day that a shipping label was put on it. But, yeah. you know, and that's a, that's a, a, something that, that happened with me just recently. I bought, um, I, I zoomed in on an auction accidentally. We were at a birthday party on Saturday and it was like it showed this auction that was ending in like 15 seconds for like 10 sealed VHS tapes of relatively popular movies, factory seals and everything. And the bid was only $12 and it was $10 shipping. And I was like, I, I I'll, let me try and swoop in in the last few seconds. And I got it. But the thing yeah. is. I was waiting for, uh, if anybody's an eBay user, you know, if you buy something, um, you get a notification that says, uh, update, your order has shipped. I'm waiting for update, order is shipped. And of course, I have the eBay app on my phone for the buying, you know, the acquisition. I use my account for acquisition. Susan, We use Susan's for selling. And yeah. um, just because it looks a little better if I'm buying something and I'm not immediately flipping it with my account, you know, uh, you know, cause I, I, we, we see people do that to us all the time. They'll like buy something and they're like, Oh yeah, they're going to, they're going to flip it for, and try and get $400 yeah. for it or something like that, you know? Um, but you know, but they're taking a gamble. We're not taking a gamble. If we got something for 30 cents and put it up or for free and put it up for $20, that's, uh, you know, like tons of profit. Um, but this guy, you know, I'm waiting for the, the notification and bought it on Saturday, hasn't been shipped. And mm. then finally it, he shipped it yesterday, Wednesday, uh, five days. Yeah. And you know, it's, I don't care if he took it to the post office, but I kind of care that, you know, you know, it's like, you know, print out the packing slip, man. You know, we, I know he has the ability to print out a packing slip. Um, mm. You know, just print it out and, and show that you're making an effort. Don't let it sit there for five days. And that's, again, that's that's part of how we're able to be successful with this is we have a high turnaround on how we ship. And that feeds into our seller rating. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We get a shipping label printed within 24 hours, uh, usually within an, an hour of something selling. I'll have a shipping label done. Um, typically, I do it right away because I have everything at my desk I need. I've got, uh, you know, a stack of the envelopes in here that I need and all my surplus in the garage. And, uh, you know, if I go out to the garage, I just put it in an envelope out there, especially if it might be raining or something like that. You know, you don't want to mm -hmm. transport something in a cardboard sleeve into the house. But, you oh, know, yeah. but that's that's something to be, you know, um, mindful of if you ever try and go into eBaying. But, yeah, so we're, we're, we're working on our – we're kind of changing our strategies up because we really thought we would see a lot more horror movie sales uh, happening a little sooner. I know they're going to start pouring in because – 
we have like every Halloween movie and some cases we have duplicates and we have like, you know, I'm also, I just listed a copy of the thing, the original thing or the AKA the thing from another world with James Arnaz, which was the movie that was on the TV screen. Um, when Carrie Fisher's character was babysitting in Halloween. So, you know, uh, Carrie Fisher, uh, I'm sorry. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. That's a me thing to mix those two up. Not you. Yeah, sorry. You've been around me too much. Yeah, there are certain yeah. certain people, I, certain famous people I mix, mix up. And they're kind of, they're both, you know, kind of from the same, you know, the, they were both kind of the same age and have both had famous parents. So, you know. Yeah. Um, the, but yeah, so Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, move that away from your microphone. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, so loud. Um, but, uh, but, you know, so, so little things like that. So we're getting things like that, uh, listed. We've got tons of, um, you know, we've sold in dribs and drabs, some of the horror stuff. Uh, I mean, the, the, the child's play stuff has been selling really well. I think that might be tied in possibly to the the new show but that's all been on vhs um but child's yeah. play stuff is really really goes the hellraiser stuff doesn't stay around too long either um also on vhs uh but you know we we just did a big injection of dvds uh hoping to try and change the uh landscape of the store a little bit uh, because, you know, I noticed, you know, maybe if people aren't buying VHS as much right now, let's see if they want to buy scary DVDs. So we're pulling all, all these, you know, scary DVDs out sealed, you know, we got a bunch of sealed stuff, a bunch of Blu-rays. Um, and we just sold a couple uh, horror movies, which I'll talk about before the break, because mm-hmm. we have to, we have to listen to what did we just sell at the bottom of this hour. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it, but right now it's just kind of oddball stuff here and there and uh which is which is cool um you know but we do have a lot of sealed stuff so uh, you know I'm thinking leaning away because we did put so much horror up is maybe just keep going a little bit more with some uh every last bit of horror that we have on DVD um mm-hmm. and Blu-ray and then shift gears into sealed stuff and start appealing to those people again, because I really, but I yeah. really like appealing to the VHS collectors that watch movies that appreciate a nice, clean, tested tape. And I have so many other ideas for how to sell things too. Like I've got two big '80s movie lots with like no junk in it that I want to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like you know, they're they're all the big feel good '80s movies that everybody liked. Some action, some you know, uh, you know, but it's got you know, sixteen candles and. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, Back to the Future, stuff like that. So, you know, good stuff that people like to watch. So I'm thinking about trying to do an auction with those and see if I can get people fighting over things like that. Just to try and, you know, expand our strategies as media sellers, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I put us out on a, um, a trading app. See if I'll get any bites there. Put a couple VHS tapes on the trading app. I'm gonna put some other things out there, yeah. just to try to source different things. But sure, and I, I kind of, uh, we, we had one good sourcing uh, this week, um, 
with uh, VHS, we actually found some good sealed stuff, including a copy of Pee-wee's, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Pee-wee's Big Adventure with Paul Rubens. Um, mm-hmm. And it's um, it's not first edition, but it's a really nice copy, and it has like a special offer sticker on the front of the plastic and everything. So I think it'll fetch a decent amount. Um, but uh, the um, uh, you know, there were some other sealed movies in there, like uh, Andrew and and that Andrew Dice Clay. Um, oh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Uh, that movie sealed. A couple other things, and but I was really, really excited because there was a copy of Halloween Three, which always sells very well. It's not the first edition, not sealed, but Halloween Three always sells very well, twenty to thirty dollars, and I got. Um, a copy of uh, the first edition. The box is a little beat, but the tape is great. And, you know, uh, I mean, it, the box isn't torn or anything like that. It's just got some of those creases from, you know, oops, it got stepped on once, put the tape back in it, you know. Um, and uh, of uh, Friday the 13th, part seven or eight, One, it's the new beginning, <laughs> whichever, whichever one was the new beginning. I, I can't believe how many... Friday the 13th movies they pumped out in such a short period of time. Um, but I guess they did it, did one every year for whenever Friday the 13th happened or something for a while. Um, yeah. But, you know, so so that was nice. And then I just said to Suze uh, last night, I was like, I think we're done sourcing for a while because we've got a lot of stuff to work through in the garage. Um, I just found... Uh, from, uh, my dad's stuff, I just found a whole bunch of sealed Blu-rays, um, you know, just kind of mainstream action and stuff like that, but a few decent titles, you know, some of the, the Liam Neeson taken movies and crap like that. Um, his dad watched everything. He just watched everything and what, you know, it's all over the board. He, he did have a wide variety of things he liked. Unfortunately, he did not buy tons of multiple copies of things of things that were really valuable. But um, <laughs> we'll forgive him for that. Um, and uh, but uh, now, At you the know, time it would have been terrible. But now, thanks, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, because that you know that that goofy uh, estate sale we went to with the the movie hoarder. Uh, that guy mm-hmm. had so many multiple copies of things. I mean, if we would have had, if we, you know. I don't know. I don't know. There were so many people there at that sale. I don't know what I missed out on on the first day because there was so much stuff. But I got so much stuff on the back end. It's fine, you know. But so, yeah. but the I but uh, there's um, there's a little thrift store uh, down the road called Common Threads, and they sell VHS tapes for uh, twenty five cents. And I've found some decent sealed stuff there. Uh, and, um, you know, if I can get turn 25 cents into five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty 20 bucks, I'll do it. Um, Definitely. You know, and, and that place, that that's kind of the sourcing I'm down to because they seem to get a lot of movies in. And every once in a while, I find a good score of something sealed or some kind of decent horror movie or something. But I go in there like once a week, uh, at least, just to just to look, because one day somebody's gonna make a do- donation, and there's gonna be a crapload of stuff that I know sells, and I want to make sure that I'm, you know, not somebody's not beating me to it, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
But again, I think it, part of the problem with that might be that some of these thrift stores, there might be people who work at them who know what things are worth. And they might say, I'll buy this for a quarter and, you know, take it home and, and sell it, you know. Um, you might, know, but, but I, I think that most people have different, that work at thrift stores have different things that they collect or different yeah. things that they like. Like they like clothes or they like, um, you know, Victorian woodwork or I don't know. They, well, they like different things depending baskets. on who they are. Wicker baskets, wreaths, fake flowers. Love that stuff. <laughs> they have so much of that crap at this thrift store. So much of it. It's like the nice thrift store for nice people. Um, but it is a Christian-oriented thrift store. Yeah, they they always have like a bunch of Jesusy stuff in the front. Oh, Lord, yeah, I think give... they give give away their um their profits to some sort of church or organization. We'll have to find out more information. Well. I will let them have my quarter, yeah. and I will flip their tapes. But um, yeah. but yeah, so that's but that's always a fun way to you know. I mean, it, it it's fun to try and get this this stuff from eBay Marketplace, and I'm still gonna look on uh, or I'm sorry, Facebook Marketplace. I'm still gonna look and see if I can find stuff from time to time if there's smaller lots and stuff like that. I literally uh, and. Part of this like got me. Uh, I I I missed missed by that much. Um, five minutes. Uh, I missed out on a seventy five dollar lot of like four hundred DVDs, one hundred and fifty Blu rays, and two hundred VHS tapes or something like that. Guys, like, oh, sorry, you got beat out by like five minutes, and I was like, ah, but then I was like, nah, it's all right, I'm over it now. So, but yeah. Um, you know, and that's the thing. You can't you can't get hung up on on uh, things things you might have missed out on, or things that you know maybe you didn't sell far enough. You know, you can't let it get to your get to your psyche because for a while there, when I was selling all the sealed stuff, and I did not realize how much this stuff was selling for, and people were grading them. I was selling copies of like Spider Man and the X Men, thinking they weren't that worth that much for you know twenty five thirty dollars, whereas people were selling them for like two hundred dollars but i paid you know like i said maybe 30 cents when it was all said and done for yeah. the tape so i can't really cry about that so um well at the same time you know we're, we're just here to make a little bit of money we don't have to make all the money all the time that's what i yeah. think yeah you know? i mean we're fortunate enough that you know you know we've got the health care um we have some decent savings and and stuff like that, so we're not, uh, you know, we're not scared of losing our house or something like that. If something, you no. know, I mean, you know, we're we're you know we're very fortunate. I feel uh, hashtag blessed. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't. That's super. Yeah, I don't feel blessed. I I feel that we've we've worked for things, um, and uh, <laughs> I'm not giving up. Uh, Given up what, uh, given credit to divinity for what we have. Um, yeah. So, God don't print the money. Uh, anyway, what <laughs> what I'm saying is we don't have to. Like I said, we had some copies. I remember taking all those Spider Man. We had like three or four copies of the Spider Man new in package, and I was yeah. like, 
we got to get these up because they may never sell, you know? And then when they sold, they sold immediately quickly, you know? And we were like, mm -hmm. oh, whoa, whoa, what happened there? We need there? to do you some know? more research. Yeah. So that's when we started yeah. doing more research. And then we were like, okay, this copy of Barbed Wire will go up for $200. And it immediately <laughs> sold for $200, you know? Yeah. So uh, I wish I had more copies of that. That had like a big trading card in it sealed. That was a nice copy. But, um, you know, there, but there's a, you know, uh, yeah, there, the, the, you can't, you can't lament, uh, a loss that didn't happen. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so that's something that I kind of, you know, struggled with a little bit, you know, not, not like, a, again, I'm not crying about it, but you know, every once in a while I'm like, ah, oh, man, if I only knew, you know, it, it's like that. It's, it's like that feeling that you're like, I had that toy when I was a kid and I totally played with it until it was beaten to crap, and now people are selling it for $2,000. I wish I could go back and tell my younger self to keep it in better shape, you know? Or leave it mm -hmm. in the package. And my younger self would have been like, but I don't want to leave it in the package. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, and, um, oh. Listen and if to everybody this. left oh, it in the package, well, hey, that means that it probably wouldn't have had so much value. Exactly. But, you know, if I yeah. had a time machine, I would have made sure to go and have my mother buy tons of them. And everybody else would be beating the crap out of them. Anyway, uh, Foxfire says, I work at a thrift store that benefits the animal oh, shelter. Nice. I have a uh, comics dealer. I take comics uh, and manga, uh, manga, to a vintage uh, 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 that she takes the... Okay, she has a comics dealer. She takes those two. A vintage clothing person I sell to, and uh, to bring in more money for the shelter, and um, but yes, she says if good VHS or DVD come in, I'll buy them for you. So far, nothing exceptional has appeared. So you got uh, any scary movies? Got any scary movies? Tell us. Yeah, no, like I know scary she, movies. I appreciate it. I know you guys will. Uh, you know, if something catches your eye, you'll you'll uh, keep an eye out for uh, old Voodoo Zombie Boutique. <laughs> so, um. But but yeah, so we're we're kind of like I said, we're we're gonna kind of restructure here and figure out what's gonna get us. Um, I'm not too worried of going into uh, you know obviously Christmas and stuff like that. I think you know sales are definitely gonna pick up. Um, I think people drag their feet a little bit on uh, you know buying movies and stuff like that for like Halloween parties, whatever, or just you know for their own collections. Because I know that I watch a lot of scary stuff. I, 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 like right now, it's not even scary stuff, but I really am getting into this, into the spirit because now, like, all the cooking channels are doing reruns of like the, the Halloween cooking shows and baking shows and stuff yeah. like that. And those are too much fun. I love those. I typically hate reality TV, but I really like these, these shows where, they're like, okay, you have to build a haunted house cake, and I want to see how they build a haunted house cake, you know, and, <laughs> and they know yeah. it. And, um, yeah, so uh, so I'm getting in the spirit with that, and that makes me want to watch more, you know, scary stuff and, you know, Halloween specials and things like that. And, you know, we've got, uh, but, you know, we've got some fun stuff. Like, uh, I have a, a strong feeling soon we'll sell Lumpkin the Pumpkin, which is an animated Halloween special from the 90s. Um, you know, uh, that, 
that one's fun. Again, I think the thing from outer space or the thing, uh, the thing, the original version of the thing, I'll just call it that. Cause I always screw up the full title. I think that one and the Halloween tapes pretty soon are going to start moving. And I think once mm-hmm. we get the Halloween three in there and people see that we have them pretty reasonably priced, I'm hoping that we get a buyer of multiples and they like buy Halloween one through three or one through five sure. or one through H2O. <laughs> so I think H2O was the last one to be released on VHS, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Yeah, what was that, like Halloween 17 or something? No, I think that would have been Halloween 8. <laughs> okay. Halloween 7 or 8. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's... Uh, uh, you know, I, I think that stuff will start, start moving soon. And I think some of our anthologies, we have a lot of horror anthologies and people will post mm-hmm. them and they don't get any, any traction. This will lead, lead us into what we sold this week. Uh, the last three yeah. things that we sold, not everything that we sold, just the last three things that we sold, um, spinning that roulette wheel for you to see what audio you can hear. <laughs> um, it's kind of, kind of odd, um, and funny. <laughs> But uh, the the uh, I have a lot of dollar store movies that are in these slim cases. You guys have seen these before. I used to buy them like crazy for me and dad, especially if it had, you know, lesser known horror films. I think I've got like one with, you know, um, I know I have one that has some hammer, hammer stuff, Christopher Lee stuff. Stuff that's like renamed really weirdly too, like, um. Uh, there, like there was one, um, the, the city of the dead, I think is the name of the movie with Christopher Lee and they renamed it hotel of horror for this stupid release. And I'm like, there's nothing about this movie that, that, you know, and then they, and I, I, I showed you the picture. Well, I talked to you about the, the back of the artwork. There's a picture of him from like looking like he's in, you know, the James Bond and, 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 you know, man with a golden gun or something like that on the back. And I'm like, he looks like a crazy cult leader in the movie. Why are they representing this movie this way? You know, mm-hmm. it was just really strange. Um, and, um, cause they just don't have anything to release and they just want to release something. They want to make money, yeah. you know? So they release it under another title and they're just like, people buy it and they do. Yeah, it's it's really weird. I don't know if it's licensing rights or something like that with some of maybe, these. Maybe oh, maybe that's it. You know, maybe. but I mean, I mean that 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 name, you know, because th- this movie is a very gothic kind of horror movie, and they were trying to market it as like you know Psycho or something like that, you know, or or, or like mm-hmm. a you know the modern version of Psycho almost. Um, it's just really wow. dumb. Um, but uh, the. Um, so uh, I think what I'm, what's paying off, and I, I kind of am predicting too uh, that I, I mentioned this to Susan last night. I think one of the next big sellers in uh, digital media, in in DVDs and stuff like that, are these horror anthologies because they don't make them as much anymore. When they do, they make them really, really cheaply now. And like, it'll be like a hundred movies on, you know, sixteen discs, and they're all like shoved into like paper envelopes in a box or something like that. Something like that sealed probably would get some money, but the cardboard box thing is really unappealing to. I know to me as a collector, I don't like just having a cardboard box and some paper sleeves for a collection. 
I like to have the artwork for my stuff. And, you know, if you can put eight movies in a two disc set or something like that in a, in an actual DVD clamshell, that's appealing. I think people will like that. And, and the, like they're burying in some of these collections, some really classic movies that people are going to, you know, start seeking together. Um, and, uh, you know, like another one, one that pops up a lot in these, I think it, cause it's royalty free or not royalty free, but public domain carnival of souls shows up a lot on these carnival of souls has a decent cult following too. So, but you know, they, they'll bury the carnival of souls and night of the living dead on a lot of these a lot. Um, yeah. And you know, and that's cool. And that, that'll attract some people. But when you start digging and you see some of the movies that are on these, you're like, what the heck is this? Well, and that's that. That's what brings us to what we sold this week. And um, the, <laughs> in chronological order, we sold a VHS tape of Emmanuel in Space to a gentleman in Arizona. Which is ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, I it sounds just... It, it sounds like sexy fun time in space. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. It's really stupid. The, <laughs> the, the Emmanuel franchise is like... I don't know who the hell it was supposed to cater to. I guess, like, um, slightly pervy boomer guys or something um, that yeah. really didn't want to get, you know... They didn't want to buy porno, but they wanted to buy something sexy. Maybe they could watch with their wives or something that has a little romance to get them get them in the mood. I don't know, but these movies are dumb. It's they're they're not sexy to me at all because you know I, of what I've seen of them. It's like everything's through like the Vaseline filter, and it's like you know obviously like you know uh, nobody's nobody's having sex in these movies. It's like really awkward fake sex. It's like sat, lots of satin sheets, always satin sheets, every satin sheets for everyone. <laughs> um, and you know, so that's what I know of this franchise. And, um, the, in, in the actress, uh, who always changes for Emmanuel, she's like the James Bond of, you know, of sexy European, sexy movies, <laughs> I guess. So, uh, Emmanuel in space has, uh, oh God, Krista Allen. Is that her name? I can't remember what her name was. Krista something, but she was in Smallville and days of our lives and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so we sold a VHS copy of Emmanuel in space. Then to Sue's two separate people, we, um, we sold two Dario Argento movies, one on DVD, one on Blu-ray. And this is and what, then you would call mm-hmm. them. They're always slashers, right? Won't you always call them slashers because of the eh. amount of blood involved? It, it, no, it depends on the movie itself. Um, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, slasher usually is like anything that has like um, uh, a killer or a band of killers that you know go around, you know, cutting people up. Um, you know, Freddy Krueger. Jason Voorhees, you know, Chucky, you know, those are all slasher. You know, I guess Psycho is early slasher. Um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a slasher. But, you know, uh, but uh, uh, I would say uh, supernatural horror is, is uh, you know, Argento falls into a lot. Uh, but the name Argento alone almost kind of like 
if you just look for Argento horror, you know what you're getting for the most part. Yeah. Um, and, and he's still alive. Dario Argento is still alive, by the way. Um, but the movie that I, I sold uh, was one of those dollar store, two movies on one disc. Um, and one was called The Creepers. But I did not realize that this same movie was Dario Argento's Phenomena. With Jennifer Connelly and Donald Pleasance uh, from 86, I think. Um, and I was like, oh, well, they actually really, truly released this movie as Creepers in the United States, which I think is a terrible, dumb name. Um, but then uh, there was another movie on that, and I can't remember what it was, but I think it was a Christopher Lee movie. So, and it was a dollar store DVD, and, you know, I got, I sold it for 10, you know. And that's pretty great because they put out all these goofy movies, you know, I mean, not yeah, goofy yeah. movies. They put all those goofy DVDs with oddball combinations of movies. And, you know, that's it. And, and there was a glut of them. And now you don't see them in dollar stores anymore. You don't see this stuff. You see crap on DVD and Blu-ray, you know, for sale. You see the, oh, Paul Blart mall cop and every Adam Sandler movie ever mm -hmm. made. You know, um, a hundred thousand copies of Star Trek, the the last, you know, um, the the newer movie. Um, but uh, and then the other one we sold was Dario Argento's Dracula in 3D uh, with Rutger Hauer mm -hmm. as Van Helsing, I think. And I think he was Van Helsing. I know Rutger Hauer's in it. I just don't know if he's Van Helsing. But yeah, so and I know we're running over. Um, a little bit right now, but, uh, yeah, so those are the, the, so we sold, uh, sexy European Emmanuel in space two Dario Argento movies. And without further ado, I'll find out what other movie was on that with the, was the split with creepers, but here we go. This is what we sold this week. Here's your, here's your, uh, little mashup. of this century a group of strange visitors arrived from another planet and found one of the most sensual and beautiful of all earthlings Emmanuel to take them on a journey around the world to explore the mysteries of human love and sexual desire. Collecting data which would change their own world so very far away. And thus we embark on an adventure like no other. Emmanuel. Jennifer is the new girl in a strange school. She's taunted by her classmates, haunted by a deadly secret. <laughs> She's not normal. And caught up in a murderous wave of terror. When the murderer hides his victims, he likes to keep in physical contact with them. But Jennifer's got a few million close friends. Insects never hurt me. I love all insects. They're in a position to do extraordinary things. And she's going to need every one of them. 
Creepers. That fly is your magic wand. Ask him to lead you where the dead bodies are hidden, and he'll lead you. From one of the most acclaimed masters of suspense comes the chilling tale of a young girl trapped in a web of evil. Dario Argento's Creepers. It will make your skin crawl. I shot him through the heart. Uh, yes, that was Donald Pleasance in the Creepers trailer. Uh, <laughs> uh, I shot him through the heart. I shot him I through like the that. heart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, definitely. That was Jennifer Jennifer Connelly and Donald Pleasance uh, from 1986 in uh, Creepers, aka Phenomena. But uh, yeah, so I just uh, popped on. Uh, uh, to our eBay, I ran out of time a little bit, but like just an example, one of the things that I listed last night that nobody will list the movies on these on these things um, when they when they do a listing, and that's why I think I'm having success kind of selling some of these cheapy sets. Um, yeah, and I mean, just listen listen to this, and this is a nice nice collection that I just posted last night. Four discs, all in a nice clamshell. They all have their own little spot in the clamshell. Nice piece of foam in there to keep them from getting smushed. Um, and uh, the uh, but uh, yeah, li listen to the movies, and I listed these, and some of them are stinkers. I will admit. Uh, <laughs> Adam Age Vampire stinker, uh, but it's still a fun movie. Uh, Count Dracula and his Vampire Bride. I'm sure that's not the original movie, but that's one of the Christopher Lee Dracula movies from 74. Crypt of the Living Dead. The Devil Bat has Bella Lugosi in it. Um, a movie called Horror of the Zombies. House of the Dead uh, from 78. Uh, King of the Zombies. Uh, Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price. Uh, Mama Dracula with L Louise Fletcher. 
from I just talked about her uh, from one flew over the cuckoo's nest, uh, Nurse Ratched, who's also in Flowers in the Attic, which I just learned the other day. Uh, Mama Dracula, I have to f- I have to see this movie. Um, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, um, Moon of the Wolf, uh, Nabonga with Buster Crab, that looks stupid. Um, <laughs> Night of the Living Dead, of course, is tucked in here. Nosferatu is tucked in here. Great. I mean, to have those two in one spot is pretty cool. Um, and uh, as Oasis of the Zombies, uh, Revolt of the Zombies, Teenage Zombies, uh, The Vampire Bat, uh, Voodoo Black Exorcist. I've never heard of that. Uh, Werewolf in a Girl's Dormitory <laughs> and White Zombie. Why not? Be- what a place for him. And White Zombie with Bella Lugosi, too. So, I mean, and, you know, and that's a really nice set. That's 20 movies. And, you know, I've got it up for a little bit of money. But, you know, I, I notice people sell it and they sell it for like four, five, six bucks. And it's like, it's four DVDs with 20 great movies on it. You just give a little attention to the movies that are there. <laughs> and, you know, you, you might make some decent money on it. Um, yeah. Because, you know, when I when you search for... You know, if somebody searched for Bella Lugosi DVD, I put Bella Lugosi's name in the description or Christopher Lee DVD, you know, you know, or Dracula, whatever. My disc is going to come up because it's in the body. It's in the description, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I search for things all the time. I'm like, why did I get this? And then I'm like, oh, because this part of my search is in the description. Um, and uh, but, uh, well, that's but yeah. the thing. People like when you when you put it up for sale eBay is always going to tell you that that sells for four bucks, but we're just like, well, we offer free shipping so we can charge a little more. That's fine. But also, you know, we, we think that with a decent write up, people should respect it more. So we charge a little more and wait for the right person to come along to buy it, you mm. know? So. Oh, and the other. That's others- how I feel. Yeah, the other movie uh, on the Creepers one, another Italian director, um, Umberto Lenzi, uh, uh, City of the Walking Dead, a.k.a. Nightmare City. Great, great movie. I've seen that before. It's really cool. So, yeah, so that, you know, double features like this aren't really aren't going to be around much longer because, you know, what what's going on is there is a trend with putting together these super expensive Blu-ray box sets from these directors these italian directors people wised up and they're like oh we need the mario bava box set you know deluxe edition with all this extra bonus stuff we need the dario argento one we need the lenzi one we need you know i have uh, the what's the actor i have it in the other room it's a box set from like the he's like the italian lon cheney i can't remember his name um i don't know or spanish lon cheney i think but, you know, you know, so they're putting together all these things and the, the movies are becoming more and more scarce because people didn't care about these dollar store DVDs. They didn't buy them. And, yeah. you know, and, and I did. So I think I have a lot of them. A lot of them are sci-fi and horror. And, um, I mean, if it even, you know, had a direct, well, you know, whiff of horror on it, I would buy it, you know, because <laughs> it was a dollar. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, I think, but this is the thing, I think because these media companies are saying, look, we're not licensing this stuff anymore. We know we can make a good product. We know we, we, we can, you know, charge 60, 70 bucks for this thing new. And 
all the, these sets that they're putting together, they are going up in price. Uh, I've seen this, and you know, I'm so I have this set, um, the Paul Nashy collection. That's what. Um, and I, I once I saw how these sets, you know, were were selling, I was like, I'm not opening the yeah. Paul Nashy set. I'm just gonna see. I'm gonna check on it every few months and see what it's selling for. And, you know, see if it goes up as they sell out. Because they do limited releases on them, too. So, it's kind of like... It's sort of kind of like what Disney did for a while. You know, it's like a lot of... I think Disney used to license out some of their stuff to other media companies. But they're like, well, wait a minute. We can make plenty of money off this home video stuff. And then they would put out like a bazillion of them and say, oh, it's it, we're only putting them out for a limited time. Uh. We're, o- we're only doing Snow White for, you know, six months and then we're not selling anymore. So people would go out and buy 50 copies. But there was a million out there, so they're not worth anything. But, you know, they're actually doing it. They're catering to the fan base now. And, you know, again, I think these, these combo movies are going to become a lot more scarce. So we got plenty of copies of Snow White, let me tell you. Oh God. Yeah, that's Anybody the sad the White? sad case when you acquire an entire collection of something. You gotta take the Disney shit too. Yeah, you can't just be like, Don't you wanna keep Disney? So yeah. We yeah. got some Disney. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shingle our garage with Disney uh clamshells. So Yeah. <laughs> There we go. That, that how would that work? Would would that be good shingling, or insulation? <laughs> no, it would melt right off. Mm, insulation, First maybe. Hot summer. Um, but uh, anyway, oh, but we know how VHS and mold is. Oh boy. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so you know, it's 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 challenging to to figure out what the next trend might be, but. I just kind of am. I'm like trying to pay attention to these little nuggets of things, you know. Um, and uh, it's, um, you know, I think it'll pay off. But you know, I know we have stuff that we could put up right now and immediately sell. But I don't want to do that, you know. I don't want to just do. Okay, everything that we have is factory sealed. I don't want to be that boring store, you know. I want to be the fun store that has a lot of cool crazy stuff i'm still waiting for that we do have cool crazy stuff i'm still waiting for that one collector like me because there were there were a few sellers when i was collecting like metal cds that had uh you know um you know they had really good stuff all the time and i would never just order one thing because you know i knew that if it was either free shipping or whatever it's like you know it's like i'm just gonna make a big order you know and that's probably going to yeah. save him some money, too, because he's sending it media mail. So, you know, they're going to like that. And, you know, a lot of times people would offer, you know, buy. You know, I still have to figure this out. I need to figure out the um, uh, the discount. Uh, you know, if you buy, the, that might be the next tier for eBay stores or something. I don't know. But, you know, mm-hmm. if you buy two, you get 10% off. If you buy three, you get 15. If you buy four, you get 20% off. Something like that. But, um I want to I want to figure out uh, how to apply that to just everything on our store. I'll give people discounts if they're buying. You know, if they're buying, because that's that's the thing. If somebody buys um, one VHS tape, um, or if they buy, 
you know, if they buy one VHS tape, it's going to cost me $3.19 right off the bat. I can send four, I think, for $3.59 or something like that. Um, you know, $4. So, you know, so if I, the, my profit goes up, the more I can ship all at once. Um, you sure. know, because even if I sell like, you know, 20 VHS, it's like $10. You know, that's why I'm toying around with these auctions of putting like some better stuff in the auctions. Like, you know, uh, I'm going to say it again, Adam, like back to the future or Ferris Bueller or 16 candles, uh, you know, uh, you know, things like that, things that people want to watch, uh, people that give people feel goods about, you know, VHS, whatever. Um, you know, I'm going to want to try and do that. And then that way I'm just doing an auction. I'll be happy with what I get from it. I'll, I'll, you know, started like 24 99 free shipping, something like that. And if I sell them all and I only get the twenty four ninety nine. then I've made like 15 bucks off of tapes that I've either gotten for free or next to nothing. So, you know, that, yeah. you know, so, it, you know, but it's, it's just, you know, it's a challenge to think, am I, am, am I going to be better off putting each one of these movies in for six ninety nine to nine ninety nine on their own? Or do I see if I can get people fighting? And, you know, somebody really wants that copy of, you know, uh, they, they want three of the movies in there and somebody else wants three of the other movies or five people want the same movie or, you know, <laughs> or five people want all the same, all the movies, whatever. Um, you know, um, it, it, so it's a challenge, you know, but I, I want to try and, you know, just do something to move more stuff, move, move stuff all at once. And potentially make a, a decent amount of money off of it, and uh, I think we we've gotten some. Um, we have enough stuff that we can challenge ourselves on how we're selling things now, and uh, you know, and and we have enough stuff that we're we're actually really diversifying the store as well with uh, digital media, uh, along with the uh, VHS tapes, so. Um, but, uh, digital but, media, physical media, well, I say media, digital, well, digital, I, I just mean DVD, you know, um, yeah. Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we are up to 726 listings. Uh, our goal is to get to a thousand by, um, Halloween, but we might not hit that because we're trying a new strategy too, with, uh, trying to dodge some fees. And only work within our free listings. How many free listings do we get a month? Two fifty. Oh, so yeah, if we do two hundred and fifty, we'll be at um, nine hundred and uh, seventy-six at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. But of course, we're going to still sell stuff, so that number will fluctuate. Um, you know, if it goes way down, that's okay because that means we're selling more stuff. Um, yeah. And um, and yeah, so we're but we're. Um, you know, again, getting ready for hopefully a big horror movie biathon from people uh, getting yeah. closer to Halloween. I, I I hope that's the case. Um, but uh, but yeah. So anyway, I've been talk talk talking. Um, <laughs> what, 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 what do you got on your mind, Suze? Uh, me. Um, like I said, I I I don't know. I don't know. Um, I was gonna break in and say, yeah, we, we're probably not going to be sourcing for a while but 
I'm still checking uh, estatesales.net, you know, and uh, they have an app. And I like to see what the estate sales in our area have up. Um, but they have lots of uh, auctions in the area. Not necessarily always tag sales that you can physically go to. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's because of COVID. Um, and then I always check my yard sale treasure map to see if there are any yard sales that I can find something good. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I don't want to just sell VHS and media, but um, I, I also grab games if I can, because if I can grab a game that's inexpensive, even though if, even if I don't know it, I know a lot about it. I just want to, you know, push the savings on to the next guy. If I, I get it for a pretty low price, that's nice. Yeah. That's why I um, bundled the three Atari tapes games I had, and I bundled. Yeah, yeah and we have, we have no way of testing those, which is, is really, you know, well, we don't have any way of testing any video games unless it's Nintendo uh, or Super Nintendo. Some of them that we've sold have been, um, have been closed, so we couldn't test them anyway. Yeah, the PC we, games, I, I, yeah, I won't test if they're sealed, obviously. Um but yeah, the you know, uh, video games is weird yeah. territory. But we did sell one it the is. other day. Um, that um, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember what the the name of that was. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse um, me, I've got a. I got we it right didn't here. Sell one today. No, no, just recently we sold one. Um, it was like a week and a half ago or something like that. Well, right now I have, um, let's see, uh... Battlefield DVD. Bad Company 2. Hey, pardon? Battlefield, oh, Battlefield. Bad, Bad Company 2, PC 2010. Yeah, that was a PS3, right? Uh, PlayStation 3, right? says PC. Yeah, it's play... Oh, it's PC, yeah. Personal computer. So, um, yeah, I've got a Game Pack DVD HD video... Um, seen it, the HBO edition. Um, that's sealed, so we can't test it. I've got two of those uh, seen it movie games, and then I've got mm. some Nintendo DS games. Yeah. About four of those. And a Great. Wii game. Yeah. An Atari bundle of three. And then um, Sony PlayStation. Still got one of those PS3s, Sony PlayStation 3. Mm hmm. And we stole yeah. those two Star Trek uh, PC games, too. Yeah, yeah. Multiple, and then two, a PC two game copies and then of the a same one, yeah. Bikini Beach Stunt Racer PC game. <laughs> Bikini yep. Beach Stunt Racer. Who doesn't want that fuck, that game? Who doesn't? But that one actually is not sealed, but um, a lot of these are sealed. So we couldn't test them anyway. But wow. um, yeah. But yeah, that, this is one of those things where I'll, I'll just pick them up, and if I find them real cheap, and I just pass on the savings, they're not that much. Yeah. I well, and you know, I usually much. before I go into one of these stores, where you know, if I, if I think I might want to, you know, I'll just flip open my eBay app, and I might just scan it standing right there in the aisle and see if it sells for anything. Um, well, see, that's the thing with games; people go to. Um, target and stuff and they look for the games on sale yeah and some of the games are like 32 bucks if you buy them new 
and they they buy them on sale and then they just you know sell them on eBay to pass on the savings to you, but it's not really that much, you know. It's not so. not a huge profit margin, you know, when you count fees yeah. and shipping and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, that I'd rather try and find them, you know, loose for a buck or two. Um, yeah. Or you know, if they're in a a lot of something, whatever. Um, yeah, and then just sell them in, for enough to cover your shipping and to make a buck or two, and just save the set, you know. Put yeah. the savings on. Keep but, it out of a landfill. Too. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too into. I, I guess there. There are a lot of people that are into the games. They're more into it than I am, and they find the good ones and stuff like that. But yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, and uh, just real quick, Foxfire said uh, sometimes I think I'm the only person in the world who isn't a Disney fan. Never have been there. I said it. You know, I. I I'm not either. I, oh, I do- Ken's always been anti-Disney. Yeah, I actually had a punk rock song called F Walt Disney um uh, back in the day. He's kind of a racist. Um yeah, the song isn't you know, it's it's a very very crappy song I did when I was very young. Um it, you know, uh, n- not my proudest work, so I don't even know where I would find a copy of it. Um on a cassette tape somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, but you know, I, um, uh, but no, I've, uh, I've always thought, you know, that the, 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 the heartstring pulling and crap like that, it's just obnoxious to me. Uh, you know, all the, and it's like, Oh, soundtrack by voice talents of, you know, and it's always just like, it's always like, Oh, we got to rely on the big star. We got to rely on the big pop song. We got to, you know. Oh, this one is Elton John and Robin Williams or something like that. You know, I don't, I, whatever. Um, you know, it, it's just. I'm not into it. Like, I liked, I like the Cinderella. You know, I like their beginning yeah. ones, their, their beginning stuff before they became part of the Hollywood star musical, you know. But that's, I think that's because Cinderella was one of the few albums I had as a young child, mm-hmm. you know. So I played that to death, but. Sure. Um, I just, there's something about Disney, like there are things I like about it, but I, I'm not too into it, you know? And the more they, and I actually, I went with my family to Walt Disneyland in Florida and I was really surprised when we got to the, um, that'd be Walt Disney world castle. Pardon? That'd be Walt Disney world. Okay. Walt Disney world. Um, when we got to the beautiful castle in the middle of the park that was so dramatic, it's a, it's a gift shop. Yep. <laughs> you know, and and I should that to me that tells you everything you need to know right there. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember I was still probably a early teenager, but I was just like rolling my eyes at that. You know. Yeah. But, uh, you should have picked up some of those super valuable Disney Black Label movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was. I think that was in the early '80s. I think it was before those were all available. It will pave the driveway. But yeah, you know, I understand how a lot of people are into them. You know, they're into it and they're into princesses, and that's fine. I just for a while, it's nice for me, and I don't mind it. But then it just starts to rot my teeth with the sweetness, and I hate it. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, that brings us to the top of the hour. So, um, yeah. 
but uh yeah so we're gonna we're gonna uh go uh listen to some vintage commercials right now and when we come back uh we've got dorothy in the wizard and the wizard in oz chapters 17 and 18 and oh the kiddo teaser has arrived very excited about that oh cute uh, but oh, yeah, no. so, uh, but yeah, Foxfire will be back and we'll have kiddo and I'll start to color in at some oh. point, but yeah, kiddo looks serious. He, he looks serious this time. Very yeah. serious for real, real, not for play play. Anyway, we'll be right back with, uh, our next hour of time for go to bed. When you're looking for a treat to freshen taste and keep breath sweet, get double smoothness, flavor too. Get the gum that's double good to chew. Double your pleasure, double your fun With double the double the double mint gum This is Sandy Becker saying Keep cooking with Crisco It's all vegetable It's digestible Once upon a time there was an engineer Choo-choo Charlie was his name we hear He had an engine and he sure had fun He used good and plenty candy to make his train run Finest ingredients aged for flavor. That's Lucky Lager. Flavor that's entertaining, enthusiastic, a very exciting beer. Lucky beer, premium beer, lucky premium beer. Get the refrigerator stocked with Kraft's famous cheese food, Velveeta, to spread or slice for swell toasted sandwiches. Velveeta is a natural for late evening snacks, you know, because it's digestible as milk itself. And these days, you really ought to be buying rich golden Velveeta in the two pound size. So you'll have plenty for snacks and also to melt for economical meatless main dishes. Remember, smooth melting Velveeta helps supply the protein you expect from a main dish, but the price is low. Tomorrow, get Kraft's famous Velveeta. This program is brought to you by the makers of Popsicle, Budgicle, and Creamsicle, those delicious frozen confections on a stick. Now I have a swell surprise for you. The famous winner of the typical American boy contest has now become Popsicle Pete. And here's a message from him. Hello, everybody. I sure am glad to meet you. And boy, am I glad I was picked to be the typical American boy. Because now I'm Popsicle Pete. I always wanted to be on the radio. And now I have a chance to tell you about some wonderful presents you can get. Free. So you ought to see them. Hundreds of them. You get them just for saving bags from Misty Popsicle... Logical and creamsicle. Some gifts, even better than Christmas. You can get a wristwatch, a movie camera, table tennis, a wallet, a doll. See, lots of gifts. Just save the bags from pop- Popsicle, Creamsicle, and Fudgicle on a handy stick. Boy, did they taste good. Wholesome, too, and nourishing. Made fresh every day of the finest ingredients. The biggest five cents worth anywhere. And say, kids, get the free illustrated Popsicle gift list at your ice cream store. A free coupon comes with it, worth ten bags. Dentists know what cleans teeth best. And over 4,000 dentists say Colgate Tooth Powder with a two-minute routine gets teeth sparkling and super clean. 
So to remove dull film and get your teeth shining clean, just brush teeth two minutes morning and night with Colgate Tooth Powder. Brush inside, outside, and biting surface. To keep your dog in top condition, get your pet complete nutrition. Feed him sturdy, make him sturdy, happy, friendly, happy, furry. Any dog can be a winner if he eats some sturdy dinner. Feed him sturdy, beefy be sturdy, that with thanks insist on sturdy. Ask any dog who's tasted it, the doggy with the bit. You sturdy dinner, dog food is delicious. Hi, Charlie. What you watching? Ballet. Oh, how is it? Too soon to tell. So far, it's been nothing but dancing. But I'll watch it anyway. To show Starkist my good taste. But Charlie, Starkist don't want tunas with good taste. Starkist wants tunas that taste good. Hey, that's for me. Sorry, Charlie. Only good tasting tuna get to be Starkist. Good tasting, 100% prime fillet. This is good tasting tuna. Get Starkist tuna. Note the name. Starkist. From San Francisco comes. Right, a roly, the San Francisco treat. Right, a roly, the flavor can't be beat. One pan, no boiling, cooking ease. A flavor that is sure to please. Right, a roly, the San Francisco treat. Rice aroni, the delicious break from potatoes. Now in six fabulous flavors. One pan, no boiling, cooking ease. A flavor that is sure to please. Right, alone, the San Francisco treat. What? Ken's not back. If he was, I would ask him to tell a story. But maybe I'll tell him the story. Why because, are you saying uh, I'm not back? Oh, I wasn't sure. I how do you, how do you think the music do you, the music didn't start playing on its own? <laughs> I thought it did. I thought maybe you had that set up. I don't know what you do. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, yes, Look that's at you. A, that's a fine term, Adam, for mythical moment. Badass is fine. An ass that is bad. Um. Yes. Anyway, years ago, years ago, when Ken and I were first dating. Uh, we were in a grocery store, and the woman was this woman was talking about the holidays. She was talking about the holidays in spring, but she said she doesn't celebrate the religious holidays like Easter, but she celebrated the vernal equinox. And yeah. she started. Uh, what, what, what was or did the context? Okay. She the, was like, it, it's it's something like this. Uh, the, the, there was a cop in there. It was in an Apple's grocery store when they used to exist <laughs> in Kent, Ohio. And this yeah, woman. This was 15 years ago. No, no, no. <laughs> this was 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, so long. So yeah, this is like 24 years ago, something like that. So this woman, uh, she she obviously was kind of she was kind of a yokel. I'll just I'll say that say that. And she didn't. There were seem... some people that were so country that you can't yeah. even understand how country they were. Yeah, and so she's talking to this this cop about you know how the you know seasons are changing and it's going to get colder and everything, and then um, and she raises her hands up in the air and does like you know jazz hands um she's like 
she's like, it don't matter because I got my vernal equinot. Yeah. Equinot. So we've been making fun of that for 24 years. I got my vernal equinot. Is that somebody who explores the equator? An equinot? It's, um, it's like an astronaut. It's like a cosmonaut. My vernal equinot. But it's a vernal equinot. But that that is in the spring. So <coughs> I'm sorry. Oops. That snuck out. Yep. Uh, what we just experienced was the op, op, optumnal, autumnal equinot. Oh, yeah. So equinox. maybe it was in the spring equinox. when she said that. Maybe it was in the spring when that happened. I don't know. But I think so it was. Apparently, she she's well. She I'm a witch, y'all. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's fine and everything. But you know, if you're if you're serious about that, um, why not figure out how to say equinox? Yeah. I mean, she Burn was like Earth. equinox. She was probably like, like somebody like named Vern. Yeah. It was for somebody named Vern. First name Vern, middle name Al. Profession equinox. Um, Equinox. Uh, yeah. So it's like Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Al Vern. Yeah. She's so, <laughs> Vern, so funny. Al still, Equinox. still silly. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's In a fun story. All right. So we've got. We're gonna wait on Kiddo because uh, um, uh, Kiddo will be uh, showing up here shortly because. Foxfire uh, says, I got to go so shovel some poop before it gets dark. Going to drop the teaser and be right back. So She takes care of those sweet horses. She sure does. They're very lucky to have her. So I think they're horses. well loved. Yeah. Well loved and adored. Yeah. And horses are just wonderful creatures. I, I, if you ever have a chance to get up close and personal with a horse just to... You know, pet With their nuzzle, feed them a sugar cube or an apple or a carrot. Um, you know, uh, you know, yeah. just it, it, uh, putting your hands on a on a horse on their neck or on their shoulder or something like that is, it, you know, it's it's a it's a transformational thing. Um, you know, uh, you know, petting a cat, petting a dog, that's one thing, but you know, a mighty soulful beast like a horse that can kick you in half, by the way. Uh, or trample you to death. Um, They're you know, strong the, creatures. Yeah, they They're are. Strong. They are to be respected and admired for what they do for uh, what they've done for our species. Um, so, uh, but anyway, it's time to uh, head off to Oz. We have four more chapters left in Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, and I'm a little concerned about the second chapter. But this uh, first one is. Um, uh, about the the little piglets. So we are going to fire that up right now. If you're good with that, suit. More. Huh? Find out more. All right. Chapter 17 of Dorothy and the Wizard in Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Nine Tiny Piglets. After breakfast, Ozma announced that she had ordered a holiday to be observed throughout the Emerald City in honor of her visitors. The people had learned that their old wizard had returned to them, and all were anxious to see him again, for he had always been a rare favorite. So first there was to be a grand procession through the streets, 
after which the little old man was requested to perform some of his wizardries in the great throne room of the palace. In the afternoon there were to be games and races. The procession was very imposing. First came the Imperial Cornet Band of Oz, dressed in emerald velvet uniforms, with slashes of pea-green satin and buttons of immense cut emeralds. They played the national air called the Oz Spangled Banner, and behind them were the standard-bearers with the royal flag. This flag was divided into four quarters, one being colored sky-blue, another pink, a third lavender, and a fourth white. In the center was a large emerald-green star, and all over the four quarters were sewn spangles that glittered beautifully in the sunshine. The colors represented the four countries of Oz and the green star, the Emerald City. Just behind the royal standard-bearers came the Princess Ozma in her royal chariot, which was of gold encrusted with emeralds and diamonds set in exquisite designs. The chariot was drawn on this occasion by the cowardly lion and the hungry tiger, who were decorated with immense pink and blue bows. In the chariot rode Ozma and Dorothy, the former in splendid raiment and wearing her royal coronet, while the little Kansas girl wore around her waist the magic belt she had once captured from the Gnome King. Following the chariot came the scarecrow mounted on the sawhorse, and the people cheered him almost as loudly as they did their lovely ruler. Behind him stalked with regular jerky steps the famous machine man called Tick-Tock, who had been wound up by Dorothy for the occasion. Tick-Tock moved by clockwork and was made all of burnished copper. He really belonged to the Kansas girl who had much respect for his thoughts after they had been properly wound and set going, but as the copper man would be useless in any place but a fairy country, Dorothy had left him in charge of Ozma, who saw that he was suitably cared for. There followed another band after this, which was called the Royal Court Band, because the members all lived in the palace. They wore white uniforms with real diamond buttons and played What is Oz Without Ozma very sweetly. Then came Professor Wogglebug with a group of students from the Royal College of Scientific Athletics. The boys wore long hair and striped sweaters and yelled their college yell every other step they took to the great satisfaction of the populace, which was glad to have this evidence that their lungs were in good condition. The brilliantly polished tin woodman marched next at the head of the Royal Army of Oz, which consisted of twenty-eight officers, from generals down to captains. There were no privates in the army, because all were so courageous and skillful that they had been promoted one by one until there were no privates left. Jim and the buggy followed, the old cab horse being driven by Zeb, while the wizard stood up on the seat and bowed his bald head right and left in answer to the cheers of the people who crowded thick about him. Taken altogether, the procession was a grand success, and when it had returned to the palace, the citizens crowded into the great throne room to see the wizard perform his tricks. The first thing the little humbug did was to produce a tiny white piglet from underneath his hat, and pretend to pull it apart, making two. This act he repeated until all of the nine tiny piglets were visible, and they were so glad to get out of his pocket 
that they ran around in a very lively manner. The pretty little creatures would have been a novelty anywhere, so the people were as amazed and delighted at their appearance as even the wizard could have desired. When he had made them all disappear again, Ozma declared she was sorry they were gone, for she wanted one of them to pet and play with. So the wizard, pretending to take one of the piglets out of the hair of the princess, while really he slyly took it from his inside pocket, and Ozma smiled joyously as the creature nestled in her arms, and she promised to have an emerald collar made for its fat neck and to keep the little squealer always at hand to amuse her. Afterward, it was noticed that the wizard always performed his famous trick with eight piglets, but it seemed to please the people just as well as if there had been nine of them. In his little room back of the throne room, the wizard had found a lot of things he had left behind him when he went away in the balloon, for no one had occupied the apartment in his absence. There was enough material there to enable him to prepare several new tricks which he had learned from some of the jugglers in the circus, and he had passed part of the night in getting them ready. So he followed the trick of the nine tiny piglets with several other wonderful feats that greatly delighted his audience, and the people did not seem to care a bit whether the little man was a humbug wizard or not, so long as he succeeded in amusing them. They applauded all his tricks, and at the end of the performance begged him earnestly not to go away again and leave them. In that case, said the little man gravely, I will cancel all of my engagements before the crowned heads of Europe and America and devote myself to the people of Oz, for I love you all so well that I can deny you nothing. After the people had been dismissed with this promise, our friends joined Princess Ozma at an elaborate luncheon in the palace, where even the tiger and the lion were sumptuously fed, and Jim the cab-horse ate his oatmeal out of a golden bowl with seven rows of rubies, sapphires, and diamonds set around the rim of it. In the afternoon they all went to a great field outside the city gates, where the games were to be held. There was a beautiful canopy for Ozma and her guests to sit under and watch the people run races and jump and wrestle, you may be sure the folks of Oz did their best with such a distinguished company watching them. And finally Zeb offered to wrestle with a little munchkin who seemed to be the champion. In appearance he was twice as old as Zeb, for he had long pointed whiskers and wore a peaked hat with little bells all around the brim of it, which tinkled gaily as he moved. But although the munchkin was hardly tall enough to come to Zeb's shoulder, he was so strong and clever that he laid the boy three times on his back with apparent ease. Zeb was greatly astonished at his defeat, and when the pretty princess joined her people in laughing at him, he proposed a boxing match with the munchkin, to which the little Ozite readily agreed. But the first time that Zeb managed to give him a sharp box on the ears, the munchkin sat down upon the ground and cried until the tears ran down his whiskers because he had been hurt. This made Zeb laugh in turn, and the boy felt comforted to find that Ozma laughed as merrily at her weeping subject as she had at him. Just then the scarecrow proposed a race between the sawhorse and the cab-horse, 
and although all the others were delighted at the suggestion, the sawhorse drew back, saying, Such a race would not be fair. Of course not, added Jim with a touch of scorn. Those little wooden legs of yours are not half as long as my own. It isn't that, said the sawhorse modestly, but I never tire, and you do. Bah! cried Jim, looking with great disdain at the other. Do you imagine for an instant that such a shabby imitation of a horse as you are can run as fast as I? I don't know, I'm sure, replied the sawhorse. That is what we are trying to find out, remarked the scarecrow. The object of a race is to see who can win it, or at least that is what my excellent brains think. Once when I was young, said Jim, I was a racehorse, and defeated all who dared run against me. I was born in Kentucky, you know, where all the best and most aristocratic horses come from. But you're old now, Jim, suggested Zeb. Old? Why, I feel like a colt today, replied Jim. I only wish there was a real horse here for me to race with. I'd show the people a fine sight, I can tell you. Then why not race with the sawhorse? inquired the scarecrow. He's afraid, said Jim. Oh, no, answered the sawhorse. I merely said it wasn't fair. But if my friend, the real horse, is willing to undertake the race, I am quite ready. So they unharnessed Jim and took the saddle off the sawhorse, and the two queerly matched animals were stood side by side for the start. When I say go, Zeb called to them, you must dig out and race until you reach those three trees you see over yonder, then circle round them and come back again. The first one that passes the place where the princess sits shall be named the winner. Are you ready? I suppose I ought to give the wooden dummy a good start of me, growled Jim. Never mind that, said the sawhorse. I'll do the best I can. Go, cried Zeb. And at the word, the two horses leaped forward, and the race was begun. Jim's big hooves pounded away at a great rate, and although he did not look very graceful, he ran in a way to do credit to his Kentucky breeding. But the sawhorse was swifter than the wind. Its wooden legs moved so fast that their twinkling could scarcely be seen, and although so much smaller than the cab horse, it covered the ground much faster. Before they had reached the trees, the sawhorse was far ahead, and the wooden animal returned to the starting place and was being lustily cheered by the Ozites before Jim came panting up to the canopy where the princess and her friends were seated. I am sorry to record the fact that Jim was not only ashamed of his defeat, but for a moment lost control of his temper. As he looked at the comical face of the sawhorse, he imagined that the creature was laughing at him. So, in a fit of unreasonable anger, he turned around and made a vicious kick that sent his rival tumbling head over heels upon the ground and broke off one of its legs and its left ear. An instant later, the tiger crouched and launched its huge body through the air, swift and resistless as a ball from a cannon. The beast struck Jim full on his shoulder and sent the astonished cab horse rolling over and over amid shouts of delight from the spectators, who had been horrified by the ungracious act he had been guilty of. 
When Jim came to himself and sat upon his haunches, he found the cowardly lion crouched on one side of him and the hungry tiger on the other, and their eyes were glowing like balls of fire. I beg your pardon, I'm sure, said Jim meekly. I was wrong to kick the sawhorse, and I am sorry I became angry at him. He has won the race and won it fairly. But what can a horse of flesh do against a tireless beast of wood? Hearing this apology, the tiger and the lion stopped lashing their tails and retreated with dignified steps to the side of the princess. No one must injure one of our friends in our presence, growled the lion, and Zeb ran to Jim and whispered that unless he controlled his temper in the future, he would probably be torn to pieces. Then the tin woodman cut a straight and strong limb from a tree with his gleaming axe and made a new leg and a new ear for the sawhorse. And when they had been securely fastened in place, Princess Ozma took the coronet from her own head and placed it upon that of the winner of the race. Said she, My friend, I reward you for your swiftness by proclaiming you Prince of Horses, whether of wood or of flesh. And hereafter all other horses, in the land of Oz at least, must be considered imitations, and you the real champion of your race. There was more applause at this, and then Ozma had the jeweled saddle replaced upon the sawhorse, and herself rode the victor back to the city at the head of the grand procession. I ought to be a fairy, grumbled Jim, as he slowly drew the buggy home. For to be just an ordinary horse in a fairy country is to be of no account whatever. It's no place for us, Zeb. It's lucky we got here, though, said the boy. And Jim thought of the dark cave and agreed with him. End of chapter 17. Oh, look at all that smack talk. Didn't pay off for Jim, did it? Right, that's exactly what I was going to say. That was some <laughs> serious smack talk, Jim. Well, you're just a little piece of wooden crap. Yeah. A piece of tireless fairy wooden crap. Yeah. Yeah. I love the sawhorse, so. Yeah. So. <laughs> We're posting really weird gifts in the chat room right now, so. Well, um, I posted a picture of a tiger attacking that wasn't too scary. But yeah. the tiger, the hungry tiger attacked. He's yeah. Yeah, there's a woman sitting in front of one of those uh, glass walls where you can look at the white tiger and sit by them and get your picture taken. The tiger's right behind her and, like, totally lunges at the glass. And then I posted the Oops, I Crapped My Pants uh, gif after that. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. I think she might have crapped oh, her pants geez. after that. <laughs> I might have. Here comes kiddo. All right, looking what? forward to this. So let, really? let's... Um, yeah, Yay! Foxfire is is uh, uploading right now, and uh, we'll tell everybody what we uh, what we're in in store for. I'm a little concerned about the um, I'm a little concerned about uh, the next chapter in Oz though, because uh, there's a trial. Do you remember what the trial is? No, I do not. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, so as soon as that, uh, we get kiddo, I will go ahead and, uh, fire up the next one, and we'll only have time for one Jerry the Circus tonight. 
but the next chapter is kind of short, uh, chapter 18. So there we go. What do we have? All right, here we go. Kiddo Aww. finds the missing ninth piglet. Aw. It's in with in her nest. Cute. Bilma. So. <laughs> pig, pig in a poke. Pig in a poke. Awesome. Beautiful, as always. That's going to be a lot of fun to, to color. Um, that is. It's cute. All right. So here we go. Let's find out. Uh, thank you, as always. Um, Foxfire. Fox 505 you. for the splendid kiddo art. Let me nice. start running the next chapter of Dorothy and the Wizard, and I will color my little fingers up. We'll be right back after this. Chapter 18 of Dorothy and the Wizard in Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Trial of Eureka the Kitten Several days of festivity and merrymaking followed, for such good friends did not often meet, and there was much to be told and talked over between them and many amusements to be enjoyed in this delightful country. Ozma was happy to have Dorothy beside her, for girls of her own age, with whom it was proper for the princess to associate, were very few, and often the youthful ruler of Oz was lonely for lack of companionship. It was the third morning after Dorothy's arrival, and she was sitting with Ozma and their friends in a reception room, talking over old times, when the princess said to her maid, Please go to my boudoir, Jellia, and get the white piglet I left on the dressing table. I want to play with it. Jellia at once departed on the errand, and she was gone so long that they had almost forgotten her mission when the green-robed maiden returned with a troubled face. The piglet is not there, your highness, said she. Not there, exclaimed Ozma. Are you sure? I have hunted in every part of the room, the maid replied. Was not the door closed? asked the princess. Yes, your highness, I am sure it was, for when I opened it, Dorothy's white kitten crept out and ran up the stairs. Hearing this, Dorothy and the wizard exchanged startled glances, for they remembered how often Eureka had longed to eat a piglet. The little girl jumped up at once. Come, Ozma, she said anxiously. Let us go ourselves to search for the piglet. So the two went to the dressing room of the princess and searched carefully in every corner and among the vases and baskets and ornaments that stood about the pretty boudoir. But not a trace could they find of the tiny creature they sought. Dorothy was nearly weeping by this time, while Ozma was angry and indignant. When they returned to the others, the princess said, there is little doubt that my pretty piglet has been eaten by that horrid kitten, and if that is true, the offender must be punished. I don't believe Eureka would do such a dreadful thing, cried Dorothy, much distressed. Go and get my kitten, please, Jellia, and we'll hear what she has to say about it. The green maiden hastened away, but presently returned and said, The kitten will not come. She threatened to scratch my eyes out if I touched her. Where is she? asked Dorothy. Under the bed in your own room, was the reply. So Dorothy ran to her room and found the kitten under the bed. Come here, Eureka, she said. I won't, answered the kitten in a surly voice. Oh, Eureka, why are you so bad? The kitten did not reply. If you don't come to me right away, continued Dorothy, getting provoked, 
I'll take my magic belt and wish you in the country of the Gurgles. Why do you want me? asked Eureka, disturbed by this threat. You must go to Princess Ozma. She wants to talk to you. All right, returned the kitten, creeping out. I'm not afraid of Ozma or anyone else. Dorothy carried her in her arms back to where the others sat in grieved and thoughtful silence. Tell me, Eureka, said the princess gently, did you eat my pretty piglet? I won't answer such a foolish question, asserted Eureka with a snarl. Oh, yes, you will, dear, Dorothy declared. The piglet is gone, and you ran out of the room when Jellia opened the door. So if you are innocent, Eureka, you must tell the princess how you came to be in her room and what has become of the piglet. Who accuses me? asked the kitten defiantly. No one, answered Ozma. Your actions alone accuse you. The fact is that I left my little pet in my dressing room lying asleep upon the table, and you must have stolen in without my knowing it. When next the door was opened, you ran out and hid yourself, and the piglet was gone. That is none of my business, growled the kitten. Don't be impudent, Eureka, admonished Dorothy. It is you who are impudent, said Eureka, for accusing me of such a crime when you can't prove it except by guessing. Ozma was now greatly incensed by the kitten's conduct. She summoned her captain general, and when the long lean officer appeared, she said, Carry this cat away to prison and keep her in safe confinement until she is tried by law for the crime of murder. So the Captain General took Eureka from the arms of the now weeping Dorothy, and in spite of the kitten's snarls and scratches, carried it away to prison. What shall we do now? asked the Scarecrow with a sigh, for such a crime had cast a gloom over all the company. I will summon the court to meet in the throne room at three o'clock, replied Ozma. I myself will be the judge, and the kitten shall have a fair trial. What will happen if she is guilty? asked Dorothy. She must die, answered the princess. Nine times? inquired the scarecrow. As many times as is necessary, was the reply. I will ask the tin woodman to defend the prisoner, because he has such a kind heart. I am sure he will do his best to save her. And the wogglebug shall be the public accuser, because he is so learned that no one can deceive him. Who will be the jury? asked the tin woodman. There ought to be several animals on the jury, said Ozma, because animals understand each other better than we people understand them. So the jury shall consist of the cowardly lion, the hungry tiger, Jim the cab horse, the yellow hen, the scarecrow, the wizard, Tick-Tock the machine man, the sawhorse, and Zeb of Hugson's ranch. That makes the nine which the law requires, and all my people shall be admitted to hear the testimony. They now separated to prepare for the sad ceremony, for whenever an appeal is made to law, sorrow is almost certain to follow, even in a fairyland like Oz. But it must be stated that the people of that land were generally so well behaved that there was not a single lawyer amongst them and it had been years since any ruler had sat in judgment upon an offender of the law. The crime of murder being the most dreadful crime of all, 
Tremendous excitement prevailed in the Emerald City when the news of Eureka's arrest and trial became known. The wizard, when he returned to his own room, was exceedingly thoughtful. He had no doubt Eureka had eaten his piglet, but he realized that a kitten cannot be depended upon at all times to act properly, since its nature is to destroy small animals and even birds for food, and the tame cat that we keep in our houses today is descended from the wild cat of the jungle, a very ferocious creature indeed. The wizard knew that if Dorothy's pet was found guilty and condemned to death, the little girl would be made very unhappy, so although he grieved over the piglet's sad fate as much as any of them, he resolved to save Eureka's life. Sending for the tin woodman, the wizard took him into a corner and whispered, My friend, it is your duty to defend the white kitten and try to save her, but I fear you will fail because Eureka has long wished to eat a piglet, to my certain knowledge, and my opinion is that she has been unable to resist the temptation. Yet her disgrace and death would not bring back the piglet, but only serve to make Dorothy unhappy. So I intend to prove the kitten's innocence by a trick. He drew from his inside pocket one of the eight tiny piglets that were remaining and continued, This creature you must hide in some safe place, and if the jury decides that Eureka is guilty, you may then produce this piglet and claim it is the one that was lost. All the piglets are exactly alike, so no one can dispute your word. This deception will save Eureka's life, and then we may all be happy again. I do not like to deceive my friends, replied the tin woodman. Still, my kind heart urges me to save Eureka's life, and I can usually trust my heart to do the right thing. So I will do as you say, friend wizard. After some thought, he placed the little pig inside his funnel-shaped hat, and then put the hat upon his head, and went back to his room to think over his speech to the jury. End of chapter 18 All right. There you go. Uh, yeah, the trial of Eureka going on right now. Yeah. Well, I have a personal belief that all cats are murderers. Uh, they are. So I'm not really sure how to say that, you know? Yeah. They'll just murder anything they can. Because murder. They sure will. They sure will. I'm having yeah. some problems with the transparency on the picture, so it's taking me a little bit longer. That's why I didn't get to do the outro music. That ugh. Multitasking oh. is fun. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've got lots of... I don't know what happened on the transparency on this one, but it's all jacked up, and I apologize that I'm... Aww. I don't have a better program to color it with. Uh, because yeah. if I had an expensive program that I spent money on, it would work. But I'm going to try and figure out a solution. So, uh, Suze, please go ahead, uh, talk about this, and then tell me when to play Jerry. Um, talk about cats being murderers. Eureka is a high-spirited cat. It's very sad because she cannot help her nature, which is the same as the hungry tiger's nature, which is to murder and eat things. But she doesn't. She just she just wants to murder things. That's what happens with cats. I can see it in all my cat's eyes. They just want to murder stuff. So, I don't know. It's very sad. But it seems like... I, I, I forget what it is. Like, maybe the piglet's lost. 
or and wasn't really murdered or is going to be found or they're going to pretend like they found it <clears throat> but you know we're going to figure it out but i don't think they'll put her to death but she is a fairly vicious creature she's not a peaceful give creature she's not a vegetarian you know so yep but yeah um Sorry, I'm still trying to figure out the coloring thing here, so I'm not Adam says, the warning to... signs were there. Eureka always played murder hobos in Dorothy's D&D games. <laughs> that could be true. Could be. And uh, Foxfire says, Mr. Stapleton wasn't much of a murderer. He was too feckin' lazy to catch anything except centipedes, which he used to bite in half and drop into the kitchen sink. My switch cat, once he um, he did catch a centipede that was near my head and ate it. And both Ken and I said, good kitty. But We sure did. It was a big centipede, too. It was nasty. Like, it made me want to scream, and he just ate it. God, I love switch. I loved him. He's a good cat. Yep. But, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. We could go on with Jerry and the Circus before it's too late. Do we have yeah, time yeah, enough for just, Jerry and the Circus? Um, yeah, we have enough time. Uh, I just was waiting for your word because I'm trying to figure out this coloring thing. So, here we go. Now That's for Jerry cool. of the Circus. Mr. Kelly. Yeah? Well, hello there, Jerry. Where do you get that Mr. Business, huh? Well, I... Playing safe, huh? Listen... That's all right for Mr. Randall, but not for me. I'm chief boss in the menagerie tent, but I'm Kelly to my friends. Gee, you know, that that's one thing I like about circus folk. Not a whole lot of fuss about being polite and all that. But everyone knows who's boss and who to take their orders from. No reason why we can't all be friends. After all, I may give orders in here, but I take them from Mr. Randall. <laughs> yeah, and I can give orders to Rags, but I take them from most everybody else. Well, that don't seem to hurt you much. After all, you got to learn to take orders before you can give them. Yeah, Dad used to say that. Always told me I had to learn to do things myself first. If I wanted to be sure later on they'd be done right for me. From all I've ever heard of your dad, he was a pretty smart man. And now that I'm beginning to know his son, I'm not changing my opinion none. Guess we just about got the show up today. You don't think we'd let a little thing like a condemned trestle keep us from playing a town, do you? Or floods or fires or anything else, huh? I should say not. Hey, Jeff! What's holding up things? Those wagons are lined up now. You and Slim get the slides off. Sure, boy. We'll have the towners in here in a few minutes. Funny about Major Mike missing. He's little enough to be overlooked. Yeah, but golly, he can make enough commotion for someone twice his size if he wants attention. <laughs> I can see you're wise to that little guy. I like him even if he is kind of, well... Feisty. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Hey, yeah. hey what's going on over there? I was just wondering about that myself. Looks like Agus cave. Yeah, it's hers, all right. Hey, listen to her chatter. Come on, Jerry, we'll find out. Looks like the show's in the cage next to Agus. So that's where it was hiding out. What is it, boys? Make way so I can see what's going on here. It's the missing midget, Kelly. The major? What are you talking about? Why, it is. Look, he's sound asleep in that cage next to Agus. Well, I'll be doggone to be. If that isn't the craziest business. Thinks he's a monkey, I'll bet. Hey, getting wise to himself, maybe. 
<laughs> hey, pipe down, boys. Get back to your work. Okay, hey, Major. Listen to him snore. That's probably why he didn't hear all those cracks the men were making. Major! Major Mike! But how did he ever happen to get in there? Probably everybody was sure looking for him. Major! Hmm? Yes, what? Hey there, wake up. The show's going on in a few minutes. Say, Slim, run tell Randall we found the Major. Oh, I'm already on my way, boss. Say, Major, you're late. The sideshow's been on for half an hour. What's that you're saying? Where am I? What is this? I don't know, Major. You're more likely to know who you how you got there than I am. Oh, you let me out. Let me out this minute, I say. Say, stop pushing those bars. You can't get out that way. Try the door. Golly, you're mad. Well, it's his funeral. He has no business being in there in the first place. Let me out. Open this door this minute. I'll have the law on you, Kelly. Hey, Jeff. Open the door for the major. Okay, Kelly. This is locked on the outside. Oh, I'll say it's locked on the outside. Just you wait, Kelly, until I get to Randall. I'll tell him how one of your men... Just a minute, Jeff. I've changed my mind. Leave that door bolted. You're going to leave him locked in that cage? I'm not going to let him out if he won't behave himself. Wait till I get under this rope. There. Listen, if you think you're going to make a monkey out of me just because I'm little and can't protect myself... Now, I'll... you listen to me, Major. I'll take this to every court in the country. I'll take it to the Just Supreme a court minute, Major. If you want to get out of there, you just keep quiet a minute. I don't know how you got in there, but you have no business in my monkey cages. If there's any complaining to do, I'm going to do it. Well, I never... Now, what are you doing in that cage? Well, I... I was up early this morning and I couldn't sleep with all the worry going on over that trestle and all. Yes, I know. So I, I got out of the train and then when they backed up, I couldn't reach up to the step in time and there wasn't anybody to help me and I... Got lost, huh? I guess so. Then I saw some men moving the wagons and things and it was still kind of dark and... I asked him to help me, and, well, well, they... Well, out with it, Major. What happened? I guess I don't quite know. But anyhow, they left and began to kill me, and I was so worried and upset, and I guess I got kind of sore, and I... Well, I don't know as I blame you. Who were these men? I never saw them before, I'm sure. I probably said some pretty harsh things. Uh, no on you, I can imagine. Anyhow, the next thing I knew, one of the men picked me up, and... And then some more men came around. You didn't recognize any of them? No, it was dark, and I began to call for you and Mr. Randall, and I told those men off plenty. I tried to fight them, but they, they just laughed. We had to take on some extra men this morning to help with the wagons. None of my regular men would annoy you, I'm sure. Well, I don't know who they were, but I'd certainly like to get the law on them. Kidnap me. That's what they did, kidnap me. They didn't hurt you none, did they? No, but when I yelled and hollered, they just shut me up in here and... I pounded on the door till I got tired, and then finally, I guess I... Fell asleep. Now, listen here, Kelly. I'm not blaming you for this, but you better let me out of here good and quick, or I'll do okay. something. Okay. Jeff, let him out. Okay, boss. Jiminy Crickets. Major, you, you had everybody on the lot looking all over for you. Mr. Randall got the police force out the minute we knew you were missing. You don't say. Hmm, I guess Mr. Randall realizes who's important to his show. Yes, sir. And the bearded lady was carrying on something awful. Oh, she was, was she? Just like a woman. Never around when she can be of any use, but always fretting and fussing when there's nothing to be done. There you are, Major. Now you can get out. Oh, thank you, Kelly. And believe me when I say I'm mighty sorry this happened. 
I'll check and see if any of my men know anything about this. I certainly wish you would. It's a sad world when big bullies have to pick on smaller people for their jokes. I hope you don't think I knew. Oh, no, no, of course not. I guess I was kind of testy when I first woke up, the surprise and all, but... Oh, my, but I'm stiff. I can't say as I like sleeping on straw so much. Gee, they sure must have missed you in the sideshow. Missed? What do you mean? What time is it? Now, where is my watch? It's time for the folks to come into the menagerie now. They've just opened the gate. Oh, I'm late. Why didn't you tell me? We tried to at first, Major, but you were so... Oh, they can't put on a sideshow without me. Why, they're cheating the public. If you hurry, you might get in for the last part of it. Of course, that's just what I'm doing. Hurrying, of course. Well, goodbye. Goodbye. My, my. Golly, have you ever seen anyone get as excited as the Major? He certainly raises an awful rumpus about nothing. (laughs) I can just imagine how he must have annoyed those guys this morning. Yeah, not knowing the Major, they they must have kidded the life out of him. Yeah, I bet he was mad in that monkey cage till he fell asleep at least. Poor Major might. If it isn't one thing, it's another. But he's a big attraction, there's no doubt about that. Well, I, I gotta be going. Be seeing you, Kelly. Bye. Glad to see you anytime, Jerry. Oh, hi, Slim. Did you tell Mr. Randall about the Major? Yep. Golly, you should have heard him laugh. I haven't seen him laugh like that in a month of Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, Jerry. Where are you going home by yourself? Oh, hi, Patsy. Heading for the wagon to see how Rags is. Oh, I thought so. But you may as well save yourself the trip. Bumps has got him in the backyard. He hated to leave him alone. Oh, gee, I'm sorry. I, I promised to be there early. Guess I got all excited about the major. Oh, have they found him? Sure, didn't you hear? No. What? Well, I was watching him fix up the menagerie before the show opened, and, and when they took down the sides to Agnes' wagon... Yeah? Well, they found the major in the cage next to hers. No. Yeah, and he was plenty sore when he woke up. You mean he was asleep? Snoring like a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jerry, that's a riot. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard of anything so funny. <laughs> Hi, Ray. How's Frick, huh? He was found. Oh, so he left you here, huh? Guess he knew I'd find you all right. Okay, Wag. We'll sit right here and watch the grand entry lineup, won't we? Oh, say, Patsy, I, I meant to ask you. What, Jerry? You know that letter you wrote to the lock company? Yes. Well, haven't they answered you yet? Oh, no, it's, it's too soon. They'd hardly have time to get it here, even by airmail. Oh, gee, I, I sure wish that letter would hurry up and get here. Oh, I know how you must want to know if they can trace that box belonging to your dad. Yeah, I do. It, it's not just curiosity, either. I, I don't know. Sort of seems like hearing from Dad. Mm-hmm. Just knowing there's something of his somewhere in a bank... Belonging to me, now that Dad's gone. Well, we might hear in the next town. Well, I sure hope so. Funny Dad never talked about that box. Say, Jerry, you don't know of any property or anything he might own? Uh Uh-uh. You see, before I was born, Dad was always traveling with the circus. Then when he married Moms, they they both traveled till she got so sick. So you never had a home or anything? No. After I was born, we, we rented a little place, and then when Moms died... Dad and I took to roaming around from one job to another. And you don't know of any other relatives? Except an Uncle Dan, of course. Oh, yes, of course. How is he? Have you heard from him lately? Yeah, I told you. He's doing fine. Ought to be well enough to troop before long. That's fine. Well, looks as if it's about time for the parade to start. Golly, I love the grand entry. Well, the costumes and animals and spangles and clowns. Uh I never get tired of it either. 
Oh, I kind of wish I still went around in it. Of course, now you're a star performer. You, you can't do it anymore. <laughs> oh, if it weren't that I haven't a costume for it, I'd often sneak in and go around just for the fun of it. I'd like to do that someday. Listen now, Jerry. I'm not putting ideas in your head, I hope. <laughs> no, I, I was just thinking. Well, you keep your mind on taking care of rags and the horses. You'll have plenty to do. And thinking about that letter that's coming pretty soon. Because, of course, when we know what bank Dad's box is in, that'll give me something special to see about. Well, you just be patient till we hit our next stand. No, I've got a hunch we might hear by then. I mean, no, 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 no. The transparency is not working on it, so I'm getting white, oh. white spots everywhere. Sometimes this happens on files, and it usually it's real easy for me to just go in and fill in, like with my bulk fill-in tool. But yeah, yeah. this one is leaving like it's like multiple shades of white, so it's not letting me fill in. Weird. It's leaving halos around things. So, so it happens. You just you can't see it. No, you can see it. You can just see a whole bunch of white splotches because it's all... It's, yeah. I, yep. I so, understand. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that's all. It's a it's a cute it's a good picture that's for sure. It really is, and I'm sad that I can't do it justice tonight. So Jerry just he says that everybody tells him what to do except for he tells Rags what to do. Yeah. His dad said that's part of figuring out who can. Hmm. Who he should tell what to yeah. do and who he should. Uh, Oh, okay. So she sent me a, yeah. a new copy. So uh, we'll have yeah. the the art after the show. Thank you uh, for that. That yeah. yeah, that that looks like it's taken care of it. So That's I cool. won't have this done before. Well, the show is over, obviously. But um, but thank you, Foxfire, for sending that. So I just never know how these things are gonna travel over the internet. So um, <laughs> you know, ain't it the truth? Ain't it the yeah. truth? So. But, um, anyway, uh, yeah, so, uh, thank you for doing that. That's really great artwork. And I think, are we settled? Kiddo's gonna be blue. Oh, thanks, Tennessee. Thank you, buddy. 
Looks like Tennessee's jealous of kiddo. Can't imagine. Yeah, well, he was... Tennessee's jealous of everything lately. He was hopping around on top of the printer while I was trying to do this, too, frustrating the, the shit out of me. And he just threw down my packing envelopes for DVDs. So... Uh, He's a stinker, you. I'm telling you. Yeah, so it's like he senses my frustration and then wants to like make it worse. That's my boy. That's my boy, all right. Oh yeah, that, he is your boy in that respect, isn't he? <laughs> I put out all their food to feed them next, so they're kind of antsy. Okay. So anyway, well, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, run the music here, and um, I will just tell everybody what to expect tomorrow. Uh, if I can get my thoughts back together, there we go. Um, on it came from Cleveland uh, tomorrow. We've got some very special birthdays to talk about. Uh, two of my personal heroes, actually, Christopher Reeve and Mark Hamill. Um, uh and uh, the late, great Christopher Reeve, of course. Miles will have a World War II, II story. Uh, Joe's going to talk about Madeline Kahn. We will see if we can get back to the Twilight Zone, but I've been a little bit busier in the committing to watching and recording parts of a Twilight Zone episode. Gotten a little hairy. So, but yeah, so lots of stuff uh, and some honorable mention uh, horror trailers for other birthdays that Michelle will be putting together. Very exciting. But yeah, yeah. and a new mythical moment from Madam Hebert, of course. So uh, that's it for me. Sounds I'll see everybody later. I'm going to get back to coloring. All right. Sounds like a lot of fun there on uh, It Came From Cleveland. Good times. That's about all I have. I'm just uh, living life and um, hoping to... Uh, Make it through fall, make it into the fall. It's getting a little cooler. Kind of nice. It was so hot in August that even I was a little tired of it. So, yep. But that's about it. So, check out things from our sponsor, Voodoo Zombie Boutique on eBay. And, uh, Check out and share share our um, the podcast for time for go to bed because when Ken finishes his uh, coloring his kiddo coloring with Belina it'll be very very great awesome so it deserves a share just throw it around to your friends all right have a good week see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>